Welcome to the Black Sparrow Media Internet Broadcast Network. You are listening to Linux in the Hampshire. LHS is a podcast about Linux, open source, and amateur radio for everyone. Now here are your hosts, Russ, K5TUX, Cheryl, W5MOO, and Bill, NE4RD. Well, hello everybody and welcome to UF2, episode number 382 of Linux in the Hamshack, the most terrific amateur radio podcast on the internet, and this is The Weekender. And once again, I have lost count of which Weekender it is. It's like 61 or 62, something like that. So we've done quite a few of these, but this is where we talk about upcoming special events in amateur radio, upcoming contests, upcoming open source events. We walk through distributions, things to try, things to get your adventure on in both open source and amateur radio. And then we switch over to hedonism, where we talk about food and alcohol and all the things that make life worth living while you're doing all that open source and amateur radio stuff. So let's go ahead and get right into it. We start with the contests, but before we get to the contests, we should tell you who's going to be talking about this stuff. And I'm Ross, K5TUX. I'm Cheryl, W5MOO. And I'm Bill, NE4RD. And that last voice you heard. Now, the second to last voice you heard is going to be telling you about the upcoming contests. <laughs> okay. Uh, fine. Yes. Okay. So, like, as usual, we get all these contests from contestcalendar.com, the greatest contest calendar in the world. Okay. Well, maybe not, but it, it is pretty good. <laughs> um, anyway, so this weekend we have a, a couple of contests. Now, one of them I know Russ will be really interested in, but uh, the first one's a top band contest. It's the AWRL 160 meter contest. Uh, 200, uh, starts at, uh, 2200 Zulu, uh, December 4th and goes to 1600 Zulu, December 6th. Bands, of course, 160 meters, mode CW. Uh, the, uh, this is for amateurs worldwide to exchange information with North American amateurs on 160 meters CW. DX to DX QSOs do not count for this contest credit, although you can still work each other just for fun. Uh, stations located in overseas and non-contiguous uh, U.S. territories may be worked by DX stations. This includes Alaska, KL7, and the Caribbean U.S. possessions, KP Kilo Papa 1 through Kilo Papa 5, and all of the Pacific Ocean territories, Kilo Hotel 0 through Kilo Hotel 9, including Hawaii and Kilo Hotel 6. These stations can work both domestic stations, U.S. and VE, as well as DX stations around the world. And... Uh, of course, the link of that is in the show notes to the rules. And the other contest is the FT Roundup. That's right. Get your uh, get your WSJTX out and uh, bang the bands hard. Get your. This is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Now it's just... we're gonna have to have like sound effects of all these. Uh... <laughs> anyway. Yeah, that's uh this runs from eighteen hundred Zulu December fifth to twenty three fifty nine Zulu December sixth. Bands here are eighty meters through ten meters, no work, and modes are FT four or FT eight. You choose. Um amateurs. If you, if you want to make contests or contacts, use eight. <laughs> 
Uh, you, you could probably work both. Well, but, I uh, mean, let's talk Ford, a little bit of. Okay, go ahead. No, no, no I was just going to say Ford. Ford is not nearly as popular right now, which is weird because it takes half the time for a Kiso. So, well, it really is the contest mode. So I think if people would have these contests and just have it as an FT4 contest, people would get the clue that oh, FT4 is for contesting. FT8 is for regular for rag chewing yeah sure be- i was gonna say rag <laughs> chewing but then i went to beaconing <laughs> to appease all those ft8 haters out there but there you go so uh, amateurs worldwide contact and exchange qso information quite easily with the software uh with other amateurs using ft4 or ft8 on the 80 40 20 15 and 10 meter bands any station may work any other station stations may be worked once per band, regardless of mode. So there is no difference between using the FT4 or FTA inside the same band. So uh, I would use both to probably get all the stations because you're going to have some on four and some on eight. But remember that only the it only counts once. So you'll end up with dupes in your log if you work the same station twice on the same band, regardless of FT4 or FT8. So there you go. Be much easier if everybody was just using FT4 for contests <laughs> and FT8 for yeah, the other stuff. Rag chewing. Yeah. <laughs> Rag chewing. Yeah. Yeah. That long 13 second, uh, transmission. Anyway. So uh, next weekend we have, uh, well, I think the band is coming back. So this might be, might be some fun. The AWRL 10 meter contest is coming up next weekend. And that runs from, uh, oh, excuse me, uh, zero <laughs> December 12th to, uh, 2400 Zulu December 13th. And of course, this is on 10 meters. And CW and single sidebands, you choose the mode, no digital, so do not use digital, CW or sideband. And this is a great opportunity for technicians. If you're, if you have your technician's license, you know, you can use the 10 meter band and you can use the uh, <laughs> single sideband and CW portions, a good portion of it that we use during contests. So, uh, this is a time to borrow an HF radio if you don't have one. Uh, maybe you only have the HT, but, uh, 10 meters, you can light up, uh, geez, you can probably even tune up a, uh, a CB, a CB antenna <laughs> if you had to use one and it was all you had. But, uh, yeah, get on 10 meters and, uh, give HF a try. I think, uh, this year might be the year it's coming back. The sunspots are looking good. Uh, the 10 has been active in the last few contests. So, uh, kind of excited to see where this one's going to be. So, uh, yeah, December 12th through December 13th, get your 10 meter, uh, excitement on. All right. Very good. So moving slyly on from, yeah, that's the contest. We have special events. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't, wasn't that a clunky transition. So anyway, <laughs> way to segue. Yeah. So moving into special events, we have a few listed here. The first one is the 2020 Skywarn recognition day. This runs all day on December 25th, uh, zero, 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 zero Zulu to 2400 Zulu. It's developed in 1999 by the National Weather Service and the American Radio Relay League. It celebrates the contributions that volunteer Skywarn radio operators make to the National Weather Service. During the day, Skywarn operators visit NWS offices and contact other radio operators around the world. Uh, that came from the ARRL directly, and there's a sign-up sheet, which is a Google form, and that is linked to in the show notes if you want to participate in Skywarn Recognition Day. Yeah, and, uh, you know, you might not uh, be able to get to some of the weather service offices during COVID times here, so uh, don't be surprised if that's not a possibility, but I do hear that a lot of them are going to be on the air. They do have their own staff and stuff like that, so uh, uh, and there will be some volunteers, I'm sure, that will get scheduled to go in, obviously maintaining all their safe spaces and stuff like that. 
but uh, it's always a kind of a good weekend to kind of listen and hear which uh, which uh, which National Weather Services offices you can contact. So it is kind of a fun little collection thing. All right, so check that out if you're into the contesting or just want to do something a little special with your amateur radio. Uh, we also have a couple more to talk about. The first one is one we mentioned on the last weekender. It's the best damn Christmas. It actually comes out of Missouri. Uh, this is from the whole month of December, on and off at various times. The call sign is Kilo Echo Zero Tango Golf Golf. Frequencies will be on or around 3.84, 7.24, 14.24, and 28.44. Uh, CW Single Side Banded Digital. Uh, it's been one of the oddest years with the pandemic causing us to reschedule our Stockton and Bagnell Dams special events to 2021. Those are dams here in the state of Missouri. However, we have news for you. Thanks to a stroke of genius by Roger KD0WXT, we are hosting a month-long special event called the Best Dam Christmas Event. We are going to be transmitting throughout the month of December to give everyone a chance to have a little Christmas fun on the airwaves. So check that out. Got a whole month to participate in that one. Uh, next, we have Pearl Harbor Day commemoration. This is, runs from the 4th of December through the 14th of December, 1300 to 2200 Zulu daily. Call sign is Whiskey to Whiskey. The frequencies will be on or about 7041, 7241, 14041, and 14241. And perhaps 80 meters, they will be operating CW, single sideband, and digital, possibly. The Amateur Radio Club of the National Electronics Museum, ARCNEM, We'll operate W2W in commemoration of the anniversary of Pearl Harbor Day and the role of electronics in World War II. The museum is closed, of course, so club members will work the special event from their home stations. Primary operation will be December 4th through December 7th, with additional operation possible during the December 8th through December 14th period, as operator availability permits. Operation on 80 meters, 3.541 and 3.841, and digital modes possible during the event. Frequencies will be plus or minus, according to QRM. A QOS cell and certificate is available via self-addressed stamped envelope. Then we have the 21st Amendment commemoration. This is always a good one to talk about on the weekender because we all know what the 21st Amendment was, right? And the Prohibition. Yes, the repeal of Prohibition. Excellent. This will be operating December 5th at 0500 Zulu through December 6th at 0500 Zulu. The call sign is Whiskey 8 Alpha, probably for alcohol. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> whiskey eight whiskey 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 eight alcohol yeah that's pretty good it should be waw shouldn't it whiskey eight whiskey that's what Bill <laughs> just said yeah well so. well it, it has a whiskey mm. in it it should be two whiskeys though <laughs> um the frequencies will be on or about 7.240 and 14.240 single sideband and <laughs> ipa <laughs> uh <laughs> Ohio was one of the last three states to ratify the 21st Amendment on December 5th, my birthday, 1933. The others were Pennsylvania and Utah. Utah was the 36th state to ratify the amendment, giving it the three-quarters majority of states' approval necessary to become law. It was the first time in the history of the U.S. that an amendment to the Constitution had been repealed, and it was not done by Congress. It was done by we the people. The end of Prohibition was immediately turned into one big party. So grab a glass of your favorite beverage, give us a shout on the air, and join the celebration. So you're saying you're a year older than your dad? <laughs> We're not going to repeat that, are we? <laughs> my, my birthday happens every year, and regardless Yeah, of, 19, not 1933, though. I said December 5th, my birthday, 1933. No, you I? said December 5th, 1933, my birthday. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, birthday, not birth date. Yeah. Sorry. Whatever. Yeah. December, yeah. Fine, 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 fine. Just be that way. <laughs> 
such a 60s baby, let me tell you. So. 60s baby. I was born barely in the 60s. I mean, couldn't have, couldn't have uh couldn't have been much later in the 60s to be in the 70s. So, whatever. Anyway, so moving on to announcements. Uh we don't really have any announcements. We mentioned uh, the Open Source Amateur Radio Club, the Alpha Foxtrot Zero Sierra Sierra. It is a club. We're still working on what to do with it. If you have any ideas or logo concepts or anything you'd like to provide to us about the Open Source Amateur Radio Club, we'd love for everybody to join. It will be free to join. We'll hopefully be doing on-air nets and things like that. Uh, you can find it at af0ss.org and also at the website osar.club, open source amateur radio.club, osar.club. So. Uh, those are the same site, by the way. <laughs> they, they just uh, both go there. And uh, one side note is I have applied for a club repeater through the Yezu DR1X and DR2X program. So if approved for that, they will be shipping me a DR1X repeater, and it will have the club call sign as an operating call sign, and we'll put it on the air and attach it to the uh, Linux and Ham Shack slash... AF0SS uh, Fusion Room, and it will, of course, be on the air here locally in southwest Missouri. So uh, hopefully that will happen, and the club will actually have a repeater before it actually has any members. <laughs> but uh, we'll see. Well, I mean, there's already members, obviously, because there's board and stuff. But, yeah, so look for more information about that. We're trying, you know, to get stuff fleshed out, but life and COVID and everything else, and it's uh, been kind of hard to put together. But we're working on it. So with that, we move on to the Linux in the Ham Shack Ham Radio Challenge. And since December is Yoda month, why don't you work some Yoda? There are special events out there, and uh, there'll, be, there'll be plenty of Utes to work, and I'm sure they would love to work you. So Yoda, Y-O-T-A, Yoda. Oh, <laughs> That's a great kink song. I love that song. So. Uh, Funny, I don't remember those exactly. Yeah, I think there. I think he did some a little bit of wordplay there. Dagobah, what was that? Was one that, 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 that weird? Did, did right? Did he do one based on yeah, Yoda? There's Yoda. Yeah. Oh, I don't Yoda. even remember that. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna have to go find that one because that I, that one slipped my mind. So, all right, cool. Anyway, so Weird Al and stuff. <laughs> yeah, Weird Al and stuff. Yeah, I met him in the swamp down in Dagobah, where it bubbles all the time like a giant carbonated soda. S O D A soda. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> yep, I, I definitely get the the gist. So yeah. check that out. There you go. <laughs> all right, I don't have a lot of details about the distro to try this week, but it was one that popped up, and I see that we had not done it before, so I'll go ahead and mention it. And it's so easy. It's easy. It's so easy. It's called Easy OS. Wow. How easy can you be? Uh, it's an experimental Linux distribution out of Australia, if I remember correctly, which uses many of the technologies and package formats pioneered by Puppy Linux. Are you, are you <laughs> panting or what's, what's the deal? Yeah, Puppy. It's a puppy. And, and I have a dog scratching <laughs> on my leg right now. <laughs> puppy. Puppy Linux. <laughs> the distribution, although it's, it's Puppy, but it's actually built on Debian, so, or something. The distribution features custom container technology called Easy Containers and can run applications or the entire desktop environment in a container. Packages, desktop settings, networking, and sharing 
networking and sharing resources over the network can all be controlled through graphical utilities. EasyOS 2.5, which is the latest release, which came out in November 21st of this year, uh, is the latest in the 2.x Buster series built with Debian 10.6 devs, as well as the devs. Other packages are updated, including CMonkey and the Linux kernel, which is 5.4.7.8. So if you want to try something a little bit different, you could go that way. And we know that uh, there have been ham radio distributions based on Puppy, and there are certainly ham radio distributions based on Debian, so it should have a reasonably good Linux in the ham shack readiness score, but neither of us has actually tried it yet. So maybe we'll revisit that at some point. Yeah, Maybe sometime, yeah, we'll see. So anyway, uh, links to the where that story came from and a link to where you can download the latest version of EasyOS will be in the show notes, so check it out. And now we move into open source events, and this is where Cheryl chimes in and reads where you can go get some open source education or you know visit with open source people and network and do all sorts of open sourcey things. All righty then. So our first one is the Central Pennsylvania Open Source Conference. It is on December 5th, 2020. Of course, it's online. And the cost is $5 to $30. And I'm not sure what, what the different levels are. I think like it's how many t-shirts you want or something gotcha. like that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I figure that the $30 level probably involved a shirt or something. So, so anyway, it's the Central PA Open Source Conference, otherwise known as the CPOSC. It's a one day technical conference for open source developers and users covering all aspects of open source technologies with presentations and panels ranging from novice to expert skill levels and featuring case studies, best practices, code alongs, and more. It started in 2008. CPOSC has stood out as the region's premier gathering for open source technologies to converge, converse, and connect. This year, we celebrate 12 years of fostering open source education and community. And I think both times you read technologists as technologies. Yeah, I probably did. (laughs) But, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, if I said technology, it's technologist. You get the idea. Yeah, Yeah, I'm sure everybody gets the idea. I just feel like it was stuck in my brain that I feel like you misread that the last time we did this one and this time. So (laughs) Probably. (laughs) And while I'm not saying it's a big deal because we all misread everything, I just, it's funny. Yeah, you were the one that was like fumbling through stuff earlier. Well, yes, of course, because that's the fun of this whole thing. If we were just reading stories, it'd be boring. Well, yeah. Yeah. Although, didn't you say something about read ahead or uh, practice before reading? Oh, I said, yeah, we shouldn't cold read all this crap. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) But what fun is it to not just cold read it? So Put the microphone up closer to your mouth. Sorry. There we go. Now we can hear you. Talk into the big (laughs) microphone. Yeah, uh, before it starts hissing again. Yeah, yeah, it keeps the hiss down when you have a lot of audio passing through. Gotcha. (laughs) Yeah, sure. So our next one is DrupalCon Europe 2020. Don't do that. You did that last time, too. (laughs) Drupal. Drupal. Whatever. (laughs) That, Drew that's Powell. Drew, Drew Powell. Powell. Yeah, I'm from Missouri. Like we PayPal. don't. Yeah, like exactly. PayPalCon, right? Yeah, PayPalCon. Yeah. You're gonna have a bunch of Drupalists come here and pummel and Drupal you. That's fine. <laughs> I'm from Missouri. We butcher from all. Yeah, exactly. Well, no, but those people are in St. Louis. <laughs> the rest of us are Missouri. St. Louis uh, is Missouri. Uh, all the uh, all the reasonable people say Missouri or uh, something. So. I always just say Missouri. 
Like, that's well, exactly what we do, yeah, too. So. Depends on the day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and how big of a dr- dumpster fire it is that day. <laughs> yeah, 2020 has been one giant dumpster fire. Who's Who is putting out the dumpster fire toys? There's Christmas ornaments. No, somebody actually had, like, a toy, like a... I don't know if it was like a stress ball kind of toy or something else, but they they were actually doing. Uh, I've seen like several things. Like yeah, shops has them and stuff like yeah. that. So, yeah, yeah. The the people are doing like 3D prints and yeah. <laughs> the cutest one I've seen so far has been like a little dumpster that lights up that goes on your Christmas tree. Sweet. So yeah. yeah, does it have a little? Does it flicker? Like it's it on does fire? flicker. Yeah. Oh yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, see, we need one of those for Christmas. Tree, so if so. nothing else. 2020 has given us the dumpster dumpster fire christmas ornaments well there's also (laughs) the the uh snowflake shaped f2020 have you not seen is it shaped like trump no 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 no. we're talking snowflakes trump supporters snowflake shaped (laughs) snowflake shaped but every word is yeah no i get 2020 yeah but it's and it's pretty if you don't if you're not looking for the wording it's actually very pretty because uh, it's very cursive, and, you know. I gotcha. Gotcha. So, yeah. Anyway, so DrupalCon. DrupalCon. Uh, that that all started because you said Drupal. Yeah. DrupalCon. <laughs> Europe. 2020. December 8th through the 11th. It's online. The price is 125 to 250 euro, which is approximately 175 to $300 US. Uh, Drupal drives digital transformation, allowing organizations to delight online visitors by providing a trusting and meaningful digital experience. I'm delighted. Delighted. <laughs> Afternoon delighted. Skyrockets in flight. Wow. Afternoon Drupal. <laughs> wow. No, no, no. <laughs> Go back to school to learn how to write songs. <laughs> The Drupal community is one of the largest open source communities in the world where developers, designers, content strategists, editors, translators, end users, and more. Each year we meet at Drupal camps, meetups, and other events in more than 100 countries. At DrupalCon, you'll learn to make, think about, and do things differently with Drupal. Session tracks include topics like JavaScript, front-end, DevOps, content strategy, site building, PHP, and being human. Each track includes sessions for beginners, experts, and everyone in between. You'll leave DrupalCon inspired and empowered to create amazing web experiences. I'm delighted, amazed, inspired, and empowered. Congratulations. (laughs) All because of DrupalCon, and I didn't even go. Because it hasn't started yet. (laughs) So fork out your 250 euro. No, I'm good, thanks. (laughs) I stopped using Drupal a long, long time ago, but I'm sure some people still use it. So if you're going to create an amazing web experience, maybe you should take the website that you created for your new club and get rid of the main WordPress. Hi, this is a test page (laughs) off of it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, at least WordPress gives you some content, even if it's stupid content. Yeah. So you can theme it properly, really. <laughs> right. Yeah. You can see all the objects and make sure you have your classes or your CSS stuff styling all right. Yeah. This this is what's on the page. 
Hi there. I'm a bike messenger by day, aspiring actor by night, and this is my website. I live in Los Angeles, have a great dog named Jack, and I like well, peeing in coladas it- and getting caught in the rain. That's on the page for well, the Well, at web- least it's not like the Lauren Ipsum Nucket or whatever the hell the standard Latin thing is whenever there's a placeholder post. So... <laughs> Yeah. At least it's something fun and interesting to read, even if it has nothing whatsoever to do with whatever the website is. Yeah, right here at the bottom. As a new WordPress user, you should delete this page. <laughs> yeah, I think. <laughs> yeah, but what if what if just by some random chance you're actually a bike messenger who likes pina coladas and well right below that it says the xyz doohickey company was founded in 1971 has been providing quality doohickeys to the public ever since everybody needs a good doohickey well, i prefer yeah. hickey doos yeah located in gotham city xyz employs over 2,000 people and does all kinds of awesome things for the gotham community we just watched that uh, community episode with uh, the Halloween party. Nice. Have you seen that one? <laughs> no. <laughs> we, no. We never watched community. So. I, I haven't really either. I like caught a few episodes over the years or whatever, but uh, that one's a uh, that one's pretty funny. <laughs> I just I just uh, acquired uh, Parks and Rec and Thirty Rock. We've never seen any of those either. So I've seen bits and pieces of Parks and Rec, but yeah. only because of Nick Offerman. But yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny because it's, uh, is it 30 Rock or Parks and Rec or both? That is like most of the cast members from the new iteration of Match Game. I think it's both. Yeah. Pro- well, it's like, no, any- it's, it's probably. I don't even know what Match Game is. You don't know what Match Game is? No. Did you, you not like watch Match new? Game like in the 70s? Did you not watch game shows? Not really. Uh, no. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah. Alec Baldwin has, has revived match game that came out in the late 60s and early 70s and what they do is they have two people and they have they have six uh famous uh participants they have two people and alec will say you know crazy sally went to the grocery store and bought it's, a, it's or basically whatever. a game show based on mad libs yeah you have to fill in a blank uh, right yeah yeah so of course the celebrities yeah the celebrities will all write down on their little piece of paper that she bought milk or whatever at the grocery store. And then they go back to the contestant that picked card A or B and say, you know, so what did Sally buy or whatever? And they'll be like, baked beans. So then all the people, you know, all the contestants are the... Except it's much raunchier and funnier. Uh, oh, yeah, that. it's much raunchier and much funnier. And there's times when Russ and I, we watch it, we record several episodes and watch them at once. And, you know, it's pretty obvious when he reads the question what the answer should be and 99 percent of the time that's what the answer that all of the you know the people will give but the contestant will say something like you know milk or whatever and we're like no the answer is sex what is your problem (laughs) (laughs) and of course everybody on the panel is like you know they're holding up cards and saying you know sex or whatever you're like see yeah. See? Well, the whole, the yeah. point of all of that was to say that the people who are on the panel in that show, it, they're supposed to be celebrities. And if you don't know who they are, just watch 30 Rock. Then you'll know who they are. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, they'll have like Amy Poehler on there. You know, it, it, it just, it varies about who they've got on there. But sometimes they have 
like so, sometimes they have definitely more famous people than other people, but there a lot of them are people who are friends of Alec Baldwin. So. Right. Well, RuPaul's been on there. Amy Poehler's been on there. Uh, yeah. Uh, what is her name? The chick from Canada. Oh, that's helpful. No, the the blonde, <laughs> the, the heavy blonde that always sits on the end. Caroline Ray. Yeah, Caroline Ray. So, yeah, yeah. She's on there. It's a amazing lot, that I so. picked Caroline Ray out of the. How many possibilities are there for that chick from Canada? The heavy, the heavy blonde chick that sits on the end. She always sits on the end. So, so, but yeah, it's it's fun. So we watch a lot of game shows and a lot of Food Network. So okay, you're gonna read stories or yeah, sure. <laughs> okay, so so our next one is why won't developers always just write secure OSS? And the date on that is December 9th. It's online, of course, and it's free. So. And the the little blurb here is the global scale of open source adoption and participation has grown exponentially over the last decade. The Laboratory for Innovation Science at Harvard, the Linux Foundation, and the OpenSSF community came together to understand better the motivations and context behind the developers engaging and contributing to open source. Our goal is to develop a better understanding wow what is my problem of how developers engage and why they're motivated to enable the ecosystem to map out paths to improvements in areas that are a challenge such as security yeah so it's more like a webinar but you know it's free and uh if you got nothing else to do you can check that out webinars aren't always bad no no they're not always bad as long as they're not too sales pitchy they're fine so well and, and have actual not. like information and content right <laughs> so and then we go to our open source challenge. And for this one, I just sort of tacked on a little addendum to the amateur radio challenge, which is to work some Yoda using open source software. <laughs> Y-O-T-A. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> S-O-D-A. <S-O-D-A. laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so work some Yoda and use open source software, even if it's just for logging. I saw, I but, think it still works. I saw the little runt sitting there on a log. I asked him his name, and in a raspy voice, he said, Yoda. <laughs> Y-O-D-A, Y-O-D-A, Yoda. Yo, 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 Yoda. Well, I just... Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's like having Morgan Freeman read a song. I mean, just... <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been around. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, have you watched the video of Samuel Jackson reading his book? No. No. The YouTube video about put on a mask? No. Oh, yeah, you definitely need to read, to watch that. <laughs> okay, I'll watch that. After we get done with this yeah, program, which yeah. is taking way too, too long. long. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be a long episode. Let's see <laughs> so, the, uh, the the abridged version of this recipe coming up here. <laughs> yeah, it, it's going to be short and sweet, trust me. So. so anyway, we're down to hedonism, so let's go ahead and get right into it. Cheryl always leads off with her recipe. So Yeah. So, yep, since it's Christmas, I used to uh, love to bake and make candy and stuff to give us gifts. So my recipe this week is for my easy Christmas fudge. It has evaporated milk, sugar, salt, miniature marshmallows, chocolate chips, vanilla extract, and some chopped pecans or walnuts, your choice. Um, and just, you know, melt everything together, dump it in a pan, and uh, refrigerate it until it's nice and cold. So cut up, give it to people. So works well. So... And for our drink corner, I picked a white Christmas martini, which is vanilla vodka, white chocolate liqueur, white creme de cacao, 
half and half, and honey and coarse sanding sugar to garnish your rim. I'm not so. sure we have any more of the Godiva. <sighs> we might. I'll check. All right, then fix me something with my caramel, my salted caramel. I, I can do something with chocolate. It just won't have that. So it needs a white, well, the white chocolate liqueur. <laughs> that white chocolate liqueur has been, if we have any left, it's been sitting on a shelf for like six years. No, it would be in the refrigerator, and I'm pretty sure there's none in there. So, um, no, it has I, to be refrigerated. No, I don't think so. There's, oh, okay. there's no cream in it. Okay. Um, yeah. but that's that's fine. Okay. Thanks. Well, I'm. You're, you're wanting me to like run through this real quick and you keep interrupting <laughs> well, i'm just telling you, you you told me before you wanted me to make you one of these and i'm telling you i'm not sure i can so. all right great congratulations <laughs> so anyway rim your glass uh using the honey with some saving sugar yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right you two run, run your oh, tongue along yeah just lick lick all, <laughs> lick all around it <laughs> Use the honey and the sanding sugar to rim your glass. <laughs> and then mix your vodka, your white chocolate liqueur, your uh, creme de cacao, and your half and half together with some ice and uh, dump it in your glass. So Okay. Strain strain the ice out of it, of course. So. Well, unless you want the ice in it, I suppose. Uh, probably not very pretty. So Yeah. Who cares? You're just getting messed up. You don't have to be pretty. Sometimes pretty is good. <laughs> All right. So tonight I have a drink that Bill has talked about a couple of times on the show, and that is the Knob Creek 9. This is not the Barrel Picks Knob Creek 9s that are, exist out there. This is just the standard edition uh, 100 proof Knob Creek 9, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Knob Creek is a small batch bourbon produced by Jim Beams, distilled in a more traditional style and aged for nine years. It is named for the area in Kentucky where Abraham Lincoln grew up. It is said that the creek nearly claimed his life when he was swimming. I didn't know anything about that, but there it is. And Knob Creek describes it uh, very poorly on their website as an unflinching balance of deep old-style flavor with a natural oak sweetness. I mean, they could have said more. (laughs) (laughs) If If I was trying to sell a product, I would probably use a extra words <laughs> yeah it's bourbony tasting <laughs> it's it's uh it's a whiskey and it tastes like Bur- whiskey <laughs> bourbon flavored bourbon so anyway um i didn't finish my notes on this but i'm going to do that now the mash bill on this is a standard knob creek mash bill it's 75 percent corn 13 percent rye 12 percent malted barley it's bottled as i already said at 100 proof 50 percent alcohol comes from beam suntory out of claremont kentucky and the color on it is a nice golden honey color with the lightest touch of a reddish amber. Uh, the nose on it is definitely classic bourbon. Uh, vanilla, caramel, honey, some grain notes, uh, a little bit of acetone. I get, I definitely get a hit of, uh, just sort of straight alcohol on the nose and a touch of cherry. And I'm going to have to taste it again because I'm going to see if there's anything else I need to pull out of this. Let me, let me rim the glass. <laughs> 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 oh jeez! whatever <laughs> um yeah so the notes i get are definitely as i stated here uh cherry cherry pretty forward vanilla a little bit of milk chocolate maybe like a powdered milk chocolate uh peanut uh sweet peanut like either peanut butter or peanut brittle and a touch of toasted oak so and you're saying like nuts like wick it's not that chocolatey well you said powdered chocolate 
Yeah, because it's got sort of a drying. It's not. It's a powdered milk chocolate. It's not like a baker's chocolate or dark chocolate or something like that. It's definitely on the it's kind of like baking cocoa. It's yeah, but it's not. It doesn't taste. It's definitely milk chocolate, but not as sweet as like a Hershey bar. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you want to say like a you know like a quick drink mix type powdered sugar or powdered chocolate, sure, something like that, like a Nesquik. Yeah, Nesquik. There you go. and basically it just when when it fades away it's basically all like vanilla grain and barrel note there's the sweetness doesn't linger taking one more sip to confirm (laughs) yep the sweetness is definitely all in the nose and all in the initial taste all in the front palate and as it becomes mid palate and down to the the uh the finish all that goes away and you're just left with uh sort of toasty oaky woody vanilla so pretty much just barrel notes uh so let me put that in the thing here the toasty oaky vanilla e <laughs> there we go <laughs> not not nutty not nutty no uh there's definitely nutty in the taste but it doesn't it doesn't last and what did i pay for this bottle 30 five ish something like that what, what do you pay for it bill that's like pretty close, thirty eight, I think, maybe. Okay, so yeah, it's probably um, thirty five here. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, yeah, I'm, I've uh, made it pretty clear in the past that I'm not a super big fan of Knob Creek uh, in general. The one twenty was okay. It definitely had that sort of uh, Knob Creek funk. This this has it too. It's not quite as pronounced. And I don't even remember what I rated Knob Creek one twenty at. Um, I think this one is uh, a little better. I want to say than the 120, um, but that sort of drying finish is not something I like in a whiskey. I, I like the taste to last through the finish and not just um, wind up in like looking a barrel stave, which this kind of does. So for that, I'm going to knock it off a couple of points and I'll give it an 86. 86, pretty good, pretty good for the price. I mean, it's a it's a hundred proof bourbon. It's not bald and bond, but um, it's not a bad bourbon. It's definitely classic. And uh, for a nine-year-old bourbon, thirty-five to forty bucks or whatever for a bottle is uh, not that bad. No. So, and I know you like it, so uh, yeah, it definitely has some fans. That's not. It's not bad. I mean, it's no, it's, it's definitely not bad. No, good. I've tasted yeah. much worse <laughs> <laughs> for for a lot more money. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, if you want to sip it, it's it's a fine sipping whiskey. It's not not terrible at all, and it's not so expensive yeah. that you wouldn't mind actually mixing it either. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I haven't. I, I haven't either, but I wouldn't, yeah. like, flinch if I poured it into a glass coke or something. So, uh, do you have anything for us, or are we done? Uh, I'm just uh, sipping on my dry fly. Woohoo! Dry fly, more dry fly. Dry fly 120. Mm-hmm-hmm. <laughs> Cast strength wheat. Yummy, yummy, yummy. In your yeah, tummy. I really, I really like this stuff. It's really good. <laughs> Y-U-M-Y, yummy. <laughs> yum 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 yummy don't look at me that way i i'm just looking up where you reviewed not freak before yeah it's the 120 you reviewed before you said you had to like add water to it or something you yeah 11 like 11 26 2018 was when you re- reviewed it the first time yeah, uh you gave first it the only time i think right yeah yeah, yeah. You gave it a rating of 85. Oh, see, I'm right on par then, because I said this was slightly better, and I gave this an 86. So, oh, that's not <laughs> yeah, bad. Yeah. 
<laughs> and it's not like I remember what I give these ratings. <laughs> I just, I mean, uh, <laughs> it tastes like an eighty-three. Oh wait, no, an eighty-four. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I have a general idea in my head of what they were. I just didn't realize I was really that close. <laughs> yeah, that's that's strikingly close. Because I, I I thought you didn't review it very well. I thought you really didn't like it. Right. Much. Yeah. Maybe there was something else I'm thinking of where you like you had to add three drops of water and then it was like almost okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm um, not sure. I'd have to go back to listen to that yeah, review. Cause yeah, because it's not mentioned here in the show notes, but. There was there was there was definitely one in there that like you had to do a lot of effort like you had to leave it out for a while and then I was thinking it was like the Knob Creek cast strength or something like that and I'm like ooh never getting that stuff <laughs> well maybe right. I'll have to go back and listen to that review because now I'm curious see how I compare that one to this one so yeah you said the nose was horseradish vanilla oak cherry cocoa I do remember the horseradish that was when I first cracked open the bottle that struck me right in the face the horseradishy note to it right. so. This this one does not have that at all. Right. So no, no, that's a pretty classic taste to this one. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it. We have come down to the end of the program. So we want to thank the folks who are with us in the chat room tonight. We had Don KC9ZMY, Don KB2YSI, and Ted WA0EIR. And uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode of The Weekender. And like uh, we've got two episodes coming up, we'll have the next short topics episode and then we will have our year uh, year of 2020 roundup round table thing coming up after that and that will be it and then we won't have another episode until the 7th of january so we're going to have a little bit of time off and we hope you enjoy your holiday season and your december and your early um early early january but uh there is still content coming up you got a couple more episodes and if you want to participate uh, we will be putting out information on how you can join in on the Discord and be a part of our year-end wrap-up episode. So be on the lookout for that. Oh, look, we're recording the day before my birthday. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so. On your birthday, I think, actually. No, my birthday's on the 15th, or the Friday, so the 14th would be. Oh, yeah, when yeah, you said right. the 7th, I was like, uh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so all right with that we'll go ahead and wrap this one up thanks everybody for listening whether you're here live or whether you listen during uh your downloads on your rss feed on your tractor or windshield time or however you listen to the program we appreciate each and every one of you and we hope to catch you for the next one this has been episode number 382 the weekender of linux in the ham shack i'm russ k5tux i'm Cheryl w5moo and i'm bill any 4rd 73 For listening to this episode of Linux in the Hamshack. LHS is a community sponsored podcast. The live show is recorded every Monday night at 8 pm Central Time, plus or minus QRL. Connect to the live stream at urlbctsinfo LHS Live. Our website is located at lhspodcast.info. You can support the podcast by visiting the LHS Patreon page at patreon.com stroke LHS podcast or by using the contribute link on the homepage. Get in touch via social media. 
We have a presence on Discord, Facebook, IRC, Twitter, and YouTube. Our IRC channel is hash NHS podcast on the Freenode network, and the Discord invite link is url.bcts.info stroke Discord. You can also drop us an email at info at lhspodcast.info or leave us a voicemail at 1-909-NHS-SHOW. That's 1-909-547-7469. Visit the online LHS merchandise store at shop.lhspodcast.info for fun and fashionable show-themed merchandise. Become an ambassador and represent LHS at a local Linux convention or handfest. Email ambassadors at lhspodcast.info for more information or visit the homepage for details. Until next time, remember to always heed your hedonism. Shack and the Linux in the Hamshack logo are released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 4.0 International License.